Hello and welcome to the Consistent OK podcast. My name's Luke and I'm joined by the very tired Nick. This episode, we're going to talk about the Star Wars celebration, which Nick attended last week. We're going to talk about Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, which has had a recent delay. We're going to talk about Lone Tales, which is a comic Nick and I are part of. That's going to be a Kickstarter in May. We're also going to talk about other things, films such as Super Mario Brothers, Dungeons and Dragons, and John Wick 4. We're also going to talk about the fact that I'm not very good at maths, apparently. So, sit back, enjoy, relax. Here is our podcast. How are you doing? I am all right. I'm, I'm knackered. We, uh, we're going to talk about something in this podcast, which is why I'm tired. And um, actually, it's two things why I'm tired. But yeah, we'll get to one of them later. So, yeah. how are yeah. you? I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually not tired for a change. Uh, I am a little bit sad because my Mac is in the hospital. Uh, my MacBook Air. So I'm, uh, for those who watch the video, I'm on my phone, which is... Yep. It looks actually pretty good. We're all right, it aren't we? It does, yeah. It ran out there. So, uh, is that what happened to you? Generally, otherwise, though, things are good. Yeah, I had a bit of a I had a bit of a break. Went back to England, and that was quite nice. And then had a nice Easter, and uh, now we're uh, now we're recording a podcast, which is one of my favourite things to do. So life is sweet. Yes, but you're tired. Why, Nick? Why are you tired? Tell us. Tell us all. Uh, so to start with, um, as people on our social media might have seen, I went to one day of star wars celebration which was wow in london this year um and yeah we put the ticket ages ago I went with my partner and uh, he's also a star wars fan i didn't just drag him to something like wow. although i found out he's never been to a con- like a con he's never been to a convention so this was Did you like a convention uh i think so i think he likes the buzz but the amount of people probably not yeah because like the I imagine it's even more people than most conventions when it's Star Wars related. It was pretty busy, and the XL. Um, I've never been there before, but the way that the like main concourse is laid out isn't um, like sensible. It creates like a lot of congestion. So there is like a point like near one of the stages where people just stop, and it's like I can't. How do I move? How do I navigate? It was awful. So. That side of it, I don't think he enjoyed, but I didn't either. So, you know, just more space would be nice. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it was great. We um, So we entered a ballot because the way that it works is they always had panels going on all day. And the first panel of each four days, they do a ballot for um, to try and get tickets for it. So it happens across three stages. There's a celebration stage, which is like the main one where you see 
cast and crew actually in the room. There's the galaxy stage, which is the second biggest, and it's like streaming from the celebration stage. Um, so right. you still see all the same content. It's just you're not in the room with people. And then the third stage is the twin sun stage. Uh, that's the same again. I think it's just a smaller room from what I understand. Um, but we were in the galaxy stage, so we got ballot tickets for the showcase, which yes. means I've seen a lot of content, which is unusual. Um, usually, I feel like is I read content about... that not is it content that we ha- we the peasants that didn't get to go. Yeah, we would not have seen yet. Yeah, so I've seen wow uh, a trailer for Skeleton Crew, the what? the Jude Law one, that isn't it? Jude Law, John Watts. Um, wow, which looks awesome because John Watts is doing the first episode, isn't he? He's not doing the whole series. Yeah, I think they've got. Yeah, I think they said they have multiple directors, but John Watts, I think, has developed it. From what okay. I understand, um, again, research on point. Um, but yeah, and Favreau, John Favreau, was there, and he sort of talked about how the idea for Skeleton Crew came while they were working on Far From Home. Um, All right, that he sort of had this conversation. And um, and then got into a room with Kathleen Kennedy, like the three of them, and they sort of started developing what would be Skeleton Crew. But it does look really awesome. They sort of said how it's um, it's meant to be like an Amblin '80s kids style thing, a bit like Goonies, ET, but in Star Wars. Um, and it does. It it has that feel. It's got that like weird kind of magical '80s vibe mixed with the big kind of galaxy-spanning Star Wars. Um, Is Jude Law the lead in it, yeah? No, the leads are four kids. Oh, okay. Um, and then Jude Law is like the adult that's around the kids. So I'm not, he's not a villain? I'm not going to spoil it because... Ah. Although... It's rude. Should I? I'm sure, pretty sure it would be online anyway. Some people are talking about He's playing a Jedi. Um, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, there is a really cool bit in the trailer, um, which hopefully they release at some point. Um, I don't know if it would be the exact same trailer, but when he came on, it's a very, very cool bit. And I When's like, that due out, Skeleton Crew? What's the, is it late this year? Next, no, I think it's next year. Next um, year, because they've got thingy coming out in the summer, haven't they? Um, Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka, yeah. That's the yeah. summer one, isn't it? That looked fucking great. Yeah, that does look really cool. So, yeah, so we saw um, Skeleton Crew. Well, I'll go in the order of what they were because this would be so much easier for me to remember. First up was the one that we love, Andor. So yeah. I saw a sizzle reel for Andor Season 2. Um, wow. and That's the fourth does... time I said wow, I think. Wow. wow. Um, it does look very cool. Like, it looks the same tone, the same feels. Um Cast and crew came out and were talking a bit about season two, and it was just like, yeah, that's very cool. They're literally like shooting it now, so they basically said they came from set and were going back to the set because they're shooting in London. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just looked awesome. Like everyone was there, um, and it just it looks intense again. Yeah, yeah, because so that's that's our next year, isn't it? And they, I read that there that is like this season goes straight into the beginning of Rogue One, so it's like. Yeah, I think Cassian, like really going for it. Yeah, I think from what they said on stage is that they're on the exact same timeline they were for the first. So um I imagine it'll come out next August because the first one came out last August. Um yeah. 
and they said they're on the exact same schedule so august next nice. year i reckon um yeah, i love dandor so i'm really excited that's so good and they coming soon to intro the stage which i, I think this might be online because i think they did stream the panel part they just didn't stream the content but um the opening trailer that they had to like introduce celebration like the first day was like clips from all the star wars films and series and stuff but it was voiced over by the piece of dialogue from andor about like a rebellion um from that guy that like the young guy i've got his name but it's like a really good speech and when you're watching all these clips from star wars with that over the top there's something really emotional about it where i was like oh my god it's star wars like this is so good and it got you like really hyped um and then they brought out Andor, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> amazing!" Um, was it most of the cast? Was um, well, like uh, all the main guys there? Yeah, Andy Circus, Diego Luna, Tony Gilroy, um, uh, Denise Goff, who plays the villain Imperial Lady. She's cool. Yeah, she had really good, um, like stage presence. She just had good, yeah, good chat. Um, the guy that plays the like weird wants to be imperial guy as well was there and he was cool um nice so yeah they had a lot of like pretty much the whole people there the only people that went was Stellan Skarsgård um and because he's undercover yeah he's in the back um yeah and yeah a couple of other people but yeah so that was Andor it was that was the first thing was his sizzle reel working on it and yeah it just looks very very cool um and then yeah, I think they went into skeleton crew after that, and the trailer was really cool. Jude Law came out, talked a bit about it, said he's always wanted to be in Star Wars. Um, he kind of he kind of feels like a guy that should have been in Star Wars already. I mean, mm. he's, I, he's like him and Hugh McGregor. I like I always picture him as like quite humble guys, good actors, yeah. suit Star Wars. Yeah, and Makes yeah, you, you could see that he was quite excited about it. Like it didn't feel phony it felt like he was genuinely excited about this story and he had like so much praise for the four kids who were like leading the the series because he was like they're really impressive and sort of teaching me things in terms of acting and stuff so he was pretty humble about it all which was nice um so that was really cool um they had like a really short clip of john watts from uh california because they're like doing post-production on it um and it was like filming practical ships and stuff it was like he was stood in front of a blue screen and a massive practical ship. I was like, that's awesome. awesome. Um, so Skeleton Crew, that was really cool. The next one, which is the one that I was most excited about, besides Andor, was The Acolyte. Which yeah. is... Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. Lena... Oh, I've forgotten her name. She did Russian Doll uh, on Netflix. Um, she showed around that. And she came out and she basically said her pitch for the acolyte was frozen meets kill bill which i was like i don't know what that means because they're yeah what does that mean they're so like different um but uh and then she said it's basically the story that's like set towards the end of the high republic era um which is the one that charles saul is sort of spearheading i think um and um yeah, she sort of said, you know, we've done it kind of from like the point of view of Sith and like right and wrong and all this kind of stuff. But they said that they're really influenced by martial arts 
and they went back to like a lot of the original George Lucas stuff, which was looking at like samurai and like all that kind of um, like that side of the Jedi where it's, it's a bit more kind of like routine procedure and a bit more structure kind of thing rather than like desperate fighting for for hope kind of thing. It's more about they're actually in power. Um, and yeah, they brought out some of the cast and crew for that who were all very cool uh, and all very excited. Um, and there's a Wookiee Jedi, which is awesome. Makes sense. Why um, hasn't it already been one? This is my thing. But uh, the guy that plays him is uh, Eunice, or Junus, I've forgotten his name, uh, who plays Chewbacca in the sequel trilogy. Um, so he's like really tall guy, um, can do an amazing Wookiee impression, like super impressive. Um, but he was talking later on in the day on the celebration stage about, um, uh, on the live stage about like learning samurai stances and stuff and he said how he's playing this video game and he was looking specifically at the stances in this video game and i was like if he's gonna say ghost of tsushima that is an incredible reference and he went oh the game was ghost of tsushima i was like oh my god um and so he said any ghost of tsushima fans out there you might recognize a couple of the stances that my character does from that game i was like oh my god um and then yeah they showed a trailer for it and that just looks awesome it's very action very like john wick martial arts crouching tiger hidden dragon kind of stuff it was impressive um Is and that the just... one that's out this christmas then because they normally do don't they normally do one in december as well yeah i think this is out next year as well um okay from memory they announced it for next year i will just google it while i'm talking but um but yeah it was a really impressive trailer and everybody seemed really excited about it and it was just yeah it was just i always thought it was gonna be really cool because it is very much like a like the earliest period of star wars that you've seen on film um and there was something really intriguing about that, but seeing it, you're kind of like, oh, it looks different to other Star Wars. It's got a different feel. It's got a different tone. Um, and it, yeah, just looked awesome. But yeah, that is next year. It's 2024. Um, okay. So yeah, so whenever they drop a trailer for that, um, hopefully that really hits because it does look very cool. Um, and everybody was pretty excited about it. So yes, yeah, so we saw the Acolyte. Then they brought on uh mando um mando and they showed us 7 minutes from what is this week's episode but we saw it last week so yeah. we saw the first 7 minutes which is the one where spoilers in case anybody hasn't watched this episode of mando uh you see moff gideon walk into that room and he's talking to all the people and there's like yeah they talk about mentioned. And there's yeah, like and all that stuff. So that got a lot of cheers, and that was very cool. Um, and a lot of hype. Uh and then they were like, Oh, and everybody who's entered this room has got a wristband. If you come back at like five o'clock, you'll get to watch next week's episode a week early. I was like, Oh my god. Um, so everybody in the room was just super excited about that, I think. Um which obviously nice. the episode is out now, but we won't talk about it because you haven't finished it yet, and I don't want to spoil. Yes, I am. I am ten minutes left, which I've heard from 
person that's talked to me on this podcast is a very important 10 minutes. Yeah. But and it was, uh, it's yeah, picked up. So it's good. Looking yeah. It was, watching good, the end. it was a really good episode to watch with people as well. Um, there's a lot of like fun atmosphere and just a lot of excitement. Um, which was really cool. It was it was unusual as well because I've never been to a convention where it's solely just one one focus, um, and it was kind of cool to be around that many people who are just into Star Wars um, and like focused on Star Wars. Um, I I guess you can really gauge it there, but I know we've talked a lot about like the MCU and some of the DC films. But was there any like vibes that there's a like they're like going a bit too crazy with all the Star Wars stuff now like it's too much because I I get the feeling with Star Wars that people are up for it just being like when there was the original trilogy right and there was Rogue One and stuff as well but with the the new trilogy it was kind of like oh we just want it to be the way it was but it feels like there's a lot more openness to let's really expand this like let's go let's go in deep because we want it's such a big timeline isn't it like there's so many stories to tell in that universe so I was I can't see why there would be any fatigue with it already but like I guess you wouldn't get a sense of that at that sort of a place because they're all there for one thing, like you said. Yeah, there wasn't uh, there wasn't that feeling. Like I didn't get that feeling until I went online at the end of the day, and people were like, "They've announced more Star Wars movies. How dare how dare they?" Yeah, because they're yeah, because they're more annoyed about like you know Ray coming back, aren't they? Yeah, so stuff like that. Yeah. They're not annoyed about the TV stuff. They're annoyed about yeah, new nobody... trilogy. It's not really a new trilogy, is it? But it's a new trilogy no. of films. Yeah, so. That was like the next thing that was on their list. So yeah, it was. Oh, and they did a Ahsoka as well, which is the same trailer that you saw. Um, so we saw that. So they talked about Ahsoka. Um, somebody, one of the presenter, I've forgotten his name, asked uh, Rosario Dawson how it was to be in the same room as Mark Hamill. And uh, I thought you'd appreciate this because I think I was the only person in our screen that sort of gave a chuckle because it was pretty dead quiet when she said this, but. She was like, oh, it's amazing, but does anybody else just get the feeling when they talk to Mark Hamill that they're talking to the Joker? Yeah. Um, and I was like, yes. Yes. Nobody He's else around me. Name, so. Yeah. Nobody else around me was like, yeah. I was like, oh. Wow. She's cool. She's pretty cool, isn't she? She's like, yeah, uh, she was... and she looks great. That She looks spot on. But, Again, uh, like, that yeah. has that kind of same, like, samurai sort of Ronin vibe to it again as well, like the sort of wandering Jedi kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so that was really cool. And they sort of introduced the cast, announced who was playing who, and that all got pretty big cheers. Um, so yeah, so that looked really cool. But yeah, then they went into the films um, and obviously Mangold came out and talked about his film, yeah. which is intriguing. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it mixed on it i i love mangold like logan is incredible and i really enjoyed le man 66 well you know he was doing swamp thing as well didn't he or he confirmed yeah that he was gonna write and direct it um but i wonder if that's after star wars he said i just saw his interview and he's like i think it's star wars first then swamp thing yeah because he's doing a bob dylan biopic this summer um yeah which he's filming so he's gonna do that and then yeah it sounded like star wars was his next thing but I really like Mangold. Like he's awesome, um, and him being attached to something makes me excited because he is a good writer and director. Uh, the the plot of it being like 
we're exploring the period in which the force was first found and it's like a biblical epic i'm intrigued by but i also don't know if i need the answer like i don't know if i need mm. that but then again when somebody said we're going to make a Cassian andor series i was like do i need that yeah we do we do do you need it yeah i think i I, I quite like the idea i quite like the idea of it yeah I, i'm i think i was sold on all the films really i think i'm just very on the the hype bandwagon for Star Wars. I, I've enjoyed. Yeah, so, I don't think there's not been something they've not released recently that I've not enjoyed. Yeah, it is so, that kind of. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. Like, I was very excited. I didn't really mind. The, I know we talked about it. I I didn't really mind the new trilogy hmm. that much. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they did that. Filoni came on and announced that he's going to do this film that's sort of like tying together those film those series and in like a big yeah, the Mando Mando verse film. Yeah. It? Which is cool. Like I like Filoni, um, and he got a lot of love over the weekend, which was really nice to see because I think he's kind of the one that's carried Star Wars for quite a while, um, and I think he obviously knows his stuff. But yeah, that sounded cool. And give me any time, I'll take more Mando. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the last one was with Ray. Um, and a director, I've forgotten her name, but she's directed like documentaries about like freedom fighters. And she sort of came on and said how she's used to directing like stories about real freedom fighters. And this is kind of like, there's a parallel here about the Jedi and who they are and that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm curious about the plot of that, like set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker, she's the Jedi master sort of in place. And it's about rebuilding the jedi order and who the jedi are in this period of time when you know the empire's gone the sith's kind of done and how do you yeah, because it has that? to be it well i think that's their window isn't it if they're going to try and emerge a new threat then it's mm. then it's in that film isn't it they yeah i was just lay the, lay the foundation yeah i was literally just talking to charles mcartner about this like 10 minutes before we got on because we were saying how we were really curious about it and uh in the expanded universe like the the books and stuff that they did before disney got it they basically introduced this threat from another galaxy who were like couldn't um because they were from another galaxy they couldn't be harmed by the force um and i was like that's kind of interesting like i wonder if they'd because i feel like they've got to steer away from um like sith or the empire or the emperor or whatever because they've done that and i wonder if you give this something new like something that could go either way like either it really piss people off or people be like fair enough that's a new idea um yeah i mean there always has to be some rumblings of the empire doesn't there i think that, yeah. that they kind of said that in that mandalorian episode yesterday around the thing like around there in the you know when what gideon was talking it's like there's always going to be rumblings if people if people if they go in strong then the people will follow them if they're willing to join the empire so it's nice if there's something else like another things from another galaxy when they're not affected by the force to add another layer to it with the empire still really really beneath the surface like there's something they can like you know start something up against the jedi order and then they can latch onto it so yeah it's nice it kind of be nice that there's a film where it kind of brings in how the force was first found and then yes yeah, other- two films later they're like the force is fucked because we can't do anything with it at the moment like uh, yeah like they have to find a new force. Yeah, like that was the really interesting thing as well is that Kathleen Kennedy said that 
George Lucas always saw Star Wars as this mythological timeline where you sort of tell stories out of sequence. So you sort of jump forward, jump back, go to the present, jump forward. And that was what this timeline was all about. Like they brought up this timeline on the screen, which I'm sure everybody's seen at this point, but it sort of goes through all the different eras of Star Wars. And you sort of realize that there is such a wealth of content and time period that there is almost, there really can be a Star Wars for like everyone um, Mm -hmm. because you've got all these different times. Um, And that was the thing about these three films that they announced I thought was really interesting was that they're three films that are tonally very, very different um, and all at very different periods of time. So that got me quite excited. And also I really like Daisy Ridley. Um, I, I really like her too. I was really glad she was back. I was like, yes. But um, yeah, so that was cool. That was, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it at the end of that. And then Mangold stayed on stage. Um, and we saw a trailer for Indy, which is out as well. People have seen, which I hadn't seen the first trailer for Indy. Um, so that was the first time I saw a trailer and I thought it looks all right. Like I'm cautiously optimistic, mainly because Mangold and Mid- Mickelson, like the two of them. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan, really, but okay, I, 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 yeah, I can appreciate that looks good. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I've never, yeah, I've never really been into them. Grabbed it. Yeah, I really like the the kind of like main trilogy. The fourth one was awful, um, yes. but I'm kind of in this for Mangold and Mads Mikkelsen. Um, so we saw the trailer for that, and then they showed us like an exclusive like 11 minute clip or something, which was basically just an action piece. Um, which was you cool. got a pretty good day then, didn't you? That's not like uh, not too shabby. Yeah, we saw like the kind of big panel. It was like the big one, um, and then yeah. So after that was done, we sort of walked around, did all the booths and stuff, which was cool to see. Just tons of props and tons of people dressed in cosplay. Which, funny enough, the biggest cos- cosplay um, was the prison um, attire from Andor. All right, I great. think that was the one that I saw the most. Um, Probably pretty easy to do, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, like towards the end of the day, they did like a run the length of the concourse, and um, were yelling one way out, and just legged it down the thing. And I was like, "That's quite cool." Um, that's pretty cool. But there was a lot of them, uh, so it went on for a while. Uh, so that was cool. Um, and then we nipped over to they do like a live stage which they stream onto YouTube and it's just like a rotate of guests. It's like just people come on and we saw three people from Andor. So we saw the Imperial wannabe guy, I've got his name, Denise Goff, who is the Imperial lady and Andor's love interest. Again, forgotten the names. Oh, yeah. the names. So those three were there and they were sort of talking about Andor and making it and season two and stuff. And they were awesome. They were really cool. Like just really excited about it and denise goff who plays the imperial like i've got all these names i'm terrible but she um she was like i never really knew star wars before all this and now i'm obsessed and she was like i just can't get enough i was like nice that's cool that's it's cool it's cool like there are people that are like don't know much i haven't seen the i I mean i can't wait to show my kids star wars yeah like i can't wait for them to see it or like uh yeah, you know, I, I even know people my age who haven't seen it. Like, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It must be cool as an adult to like find it and love it as well. 
yeah and like be a part of it and stuff as well to like be a character that's so kind of like memorable um yeah but yes yeah, so that was really cool and then the next ones were carl weathers which is weird to think mm. i was in the same room as carl weathers um emily swallows who plays the armorer from mando and jean carlo esposito was also there which was oh, also nice. weird that i was in the same room as him um and they were cool like he jean carlo has like so much energy um and he's just so excited and that was really cool just to kind of like hear them talk about their experiences and they were all very kind of gracious and humble and all very excited must be weird for uh must be weird for her because she hasn't taken the mask off yet like yeah or helmet rather yeah um so yeah so that was cool we saw all of them and, and it, it was just yeah it was really exciting and that sounds that, awesome yeah yeah the live stage was very cool um and then Is yeah normally in america they move it around so um i think last year it was in anaheim year before or can't remember i don't know if they did it during covid i know 2019 was chicago because a friend went to it um it's in japan next it's in tokyo um wow. and i think they did london in 2016 because i think last time they were in london was for rogue one um mm. so i definitely go to it again like it was so cool just to have a day of it i did really crash like after the celebration stage i old man that i am there was like an hour and a half or an hour and 45 was like i i just need like a nap like i need a nap room i'm so tired um and i think part of it is like the excitement and the energy and then yeah it's the like yeah uh... yeah i'm sure you kind of had it a thought bubble as well right it's like it's oh just yeah no i definitely going... did i i mean i i really peaked really early at thought bubble because i i was in before it opened okay i sort of saw people like randy and size bear and mm-hmm. jock and stuff saw them all kind of walking around and i got to talk to them all quite early and then and then there were like different ways of like getting signings and a few panels and you know I was in front row so I was really close to some of my like I guess my comic heroes and then like three o'clock I was like okay like I could easily get back to the hotel now cry some happy tears there yeah. and then go back but it but I, I actually the second day I was almost I was almost, I was pretty tired then actually because I'd done so much in the first day so um but that's got cool. I mean Jeff Lemire's going to that this year that's pretty that's exciting so, yes I'm hoping that so I think. Oh, you because yeah, you're obviously hoping to come, aren't you? So I'm hoping to awesome. go, yeah. Um, I'm hoping we hear on that in the next couple of weeks, and then I'm 50 50 on if I should just get a ticket anyway. But I'm hoping that Charles Soul Soul goes, cause... yeah. I think there'll be a few bigger names because it did so well last year, but I think there'll be a lot of names that were there this uh last year, like Ram V and Scott Snyder and stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised to see like you know Chip Starsky there and see Jeff Lemire's going, and I, I think they'll try and get like uh. Charles Soul and stuff will be there as well. I would, I would hope so anyway, which means the panels be even better. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited if um, yeah, especially if you get to go as well. Which um, I mean, I can lead us in nicely to our next thing if you want. So we recently announced that we are Nick and I and our friend Harry, who's been on previous podcasts before, along with some other wonderful people that have uh, been part of uh, these comics that Black Spot Comics have released. Uh, we're doing a Kickstarter. It's yeah. uh, it's called Lone Tales. It features a comic written by myself and Nick called Odyssey, which is uh, we originally released uh, part one, and now we're releasing part one and part two together in this graphic novel, along with another comic called Whistleblower. 
And um, yeah, we announced it on our social media and our own channels. And we're very excited. We're hoping it does well. We're hoping it gets funded, which I think is yes. okay to say. We want it to yes. be funded. We want funded. to say it. If happen. you listen to this, go and have a look. Yes. So, I'll, um, yeah, I'll check the pre launch link in the description of this podcast. Um, so, yeah, if, if if what we say sounds like your thing, then please do go follow it. And we've got some crazy early bird offers, which I can talk about two of them at least we haven't told anybody else the others yet but um we're going to do the book which is 124 pages it's two stories with some back matter at five pounds five pounds for 124 pounds. pages um or if you like your books physical we'll do it for 10 pounds wow come on bargain oh, yeah nailed so we're, I mean, we're excited. It means a lot to, I mean, Nick has released lot, lots of stuff as well, but it's all, it's a very important comic for him as well. It's very important to me. Um, I would love, uh, love to see it out there physically as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if those who are listening to Red Odyssey, then it's kind of like a sci-fi apocalyptic horror, horror comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and although we, we wrote it quite a long time ago, it's still, still something that we, we want to see out there. So, yeah, I hope it does well. I think it's it's quite hard, as we all know, social media these days. So, you know, anyone who's listening to this that is interested, please spread the word. Yeah. Any of our social media tweets that you see or Instagram or through this, tell your friends if they like comics. And then, yeah, fingers crossed. So it's called Lone Tales. Yep. And the Kickstarter launches the end of May? 11th of May. The beginning of May. I was beginning close. Of- I'm Mid-May. on it mid may yes so yeah so i know yeah. and how long is it running for the kickstarter 30 days so it'll finish on the 10th of june is that right late june <laughs> Check you. uh yeah so yeah so one month so yeah keep yeah. an eye out for it if you uh if you like mining x voices then you might enjoy our writing even more yes yeah so, especially yeah if you're a fan of anything sci-fi horror um yeah, it it could be your thing. There's the other story as well, we should say, Whistleblower, which is written by one of my best friends, um, is if you're not a fan of sci-fi horror, you can hopefully be a fan of sci-fi thriller, which is what that Ooh. book is. Um, That's what so we're getting you. A bunch of different sci-fi. You get a double. You get a double hit of thriller sci- and horror. Sci- sci- sci-fi? Sci-fi. Yeah. Good. It's been a it's been a good plug where I've only made two mistakes with my error and dates and saying oh. sci-fi instead of sci-fi. I'm gonna Perhaps use I it. shouldn't have written a comic. Who knows what's in there? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Cool. I've checked it. So check it out if you can, and we will move on because we don't want to bore you to death with our plugs of our own material. Yes. What else has happened in the world, Nick? We um well, there was a bit of a news yesterday. So this uh, today's date is the 13th of... 14th. Is it? No okay. way. Anyone anyone listening would think I've had another concussion. Uh, is it the 14th? It no, is the, it's not. It is. I'm looking at is the it? date. Right? Yeah. Jesus. Is this because I'm in Norway and you're in England and the hour time difference is actually 24 hours? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Okay. So it's the 14th. And... Uh, yesterday which was the 13th yes. <laughs> probably um rocksteady studios announced that they are delaying suicide squad kills the justice league now if you listen to our last podcast 
or a podcast or two ago, Jesus Christ, a <laughs> while ago, neither of us were that happy about the way it looked. We were very yeah. disappointed on the progress, mm-hmm. the loot system. It kind of looked like Fortnite. We both missed the Arkham, ness of the Arkham games. Yeah. But they've delayed it quite significantly because it's actually supposed to come out in May. Mm. And now it's coming out the 2nd of February, 2024, yeah. which because it's February, it kind of sounds like, oh, it's just the beginning of 2024. But that's a long way away. Yeah, it's a whole like eight. I'm months. having another baby in between that time. And that baby will be five months old, six months old. Jesus, I just mm. don't know how I actually got through high school, guys. That's where I'm at at the moment. So we it's a long, long time away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think they probably listen to all the negative feedback because there was a lot of negative mm. feedback and they're either going to fix the fact that you had to own you could only play it online or they're going to I don't know I don't know what they're going to do I mean it's very late in the game for them to change too much of the mechanics I can't see them getting rid of the loot system because I imagine that's very well incorporated so it kind of has to be that they're going to take it so it could be played offline because that was one of the biggest issues but i'm still very worried about this game yeah i just i just don't know what they do with it because they've said they're not changing it substantially which means whatever it is it's going to be um there won't be anything story or core game me- mechanics as you said it could be that they would just figure out how to do like get rid of the always online um element of it I don't know actually know how much that would impact gameplay um, I mean, for all we know there's only that one level that we've seen with the Flash because nothing else really seems to happen we've seen some footage of Batman but true. we've not seen any significant any significant gameplay other than King Shark jumping around buildings and mm-hmm. triple jumps and everything like that so uh, yeah I don't know what they're going to do but it's a, it's a pretty big jump which could lead to maybe another one. But I, I just feel like if they're not confident in it now, after it being so long in development, because it has been a long time yeah, they announced it since they released Arkham Knight. Yeah, so it's already been delayed once. Now it's delayed again. And you know, in between this, there's going to be Spider-Man 2. Yep. Um, so now their standards are going to have to try and be yeah. better than that. And... I don't know. I don't think Wolverine will be out by then because they haven't even said much. Because I think that's twenty twenty four as well. I hope. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, I don't know. I just uh, it's a I, it's a shame. It's a shame that it doesn't look as good. And I'm I'm grateful that they're going to delay it because I think it would have bombed. I think it's already got so much negativity. Yeah. I just I don't know how the game comes out and it's an absolute hit because it looks so much like Avengers, which. The story of was fine and it looked fine, but it was a lot of the same. Like the gameplay was. Yeah. And then just had its moments, like it had its good bits, like, but at least it was kind of realistic, as in the heroes did what they did because they could do it. You know, like Thor can fly with his hammer, true. Iron Man can that's, fly, but yeah, you didn't have that's like, true. You know, like Hulk wasn't flying around and Captain America couldn't fly, but, you know, in this thing, you've got King Shark yes. who can. He can fly because he's got some. I know he's got some something. Thing. Captain Boomerang can also teleport, and he's kind of like Gotham Knights, right? Which at least Gotham Knights still looked like a an Arkham game. 
mm-hmm. like the way they moved and things. There were some annoying things, like you know, again, Robin teleporting and all that stuff. But I haven't played it yet, so I can't be a terrible yeah. judge of it. Uh, but I will play. It. I think Gotham. I think I. You put both in front of me right now. I'll be like, I'm going to play Gotham Knights, even though I got bad reviews. But I'm going yeah, to give that yeah. a bash. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it's it's a it's good. I, I was a bit. I was thinking about why if it would get delayed because they haven't announced like any special editions or any anything. Usually around this time, you would have like the ultimate edition, the statue edition. Yeah, or it would have gone gold or something like it would. It would have gone gold. So yeah, yeah. Bit, bit weird for a team that has been so on it with the Arkham games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I know, we I know we said it time and time again. I just don't know why they didn't stick to to what they know like I, why on earth they couldn't just release the same game they're doing but just have i don't know just have if batman's even going to be in it then why not just have it as batman like mm. i don't i don't know just many things it could have just been harley quinn it could have been a harley quinn game yeah i i get the it could have been the... all four of them but you just transfer between them it doesn't have to be a looty jumpy flashy game yeah so. i i i think part of it is a monetary thing that from what I understand, unless you're like with a big publisher, like unless you're with owned by Microsoft or owned by Sony, particularly in this case owned by Sony, um, developing a single player game that doesn't have a live service element or whatever is financially like not irresponsible, but you're sort of fighting an uphill battle. In that I think if you're a studio who are looking to make money at the moment, the money is in your live service Looting. games. It's in, yeah, it's in that kind of thing. And so, I mean, in an ideal world, you would have had two developed along side by side and you'd have a story and you'd have an online. And the two would be two separate things. And then they'd give you the whole package. But again, cost, development, money, all that kind of stuff is probably factored into it um and i think the gaming market is also like very very different to what it was when arkham knight came out um like i feel like there are less and less core like triple a single players yeah it's becoming a basically a sony thing at the moment because microsoft is very much service in that all of their games are sort of facilitated to either be 300 hour rpgs or multiplayer games and both of them serve the function of providing game pass subscriptions because it's keep paying your game pass subscription and you can keep playing this 300 hour game or you can keep playing online with your friends whatever um and then other studios you know have got money just raking in from um live service and multiplayer and all that kind of stuff i think that at the moment that's almost where the the money is in the industry which is a shame and you've obviously got a lot of great indies like they're obviously all over the place but in terms of that like big triple a which is something that like arkham knight was um i just yeah i don't know if it's a harder sell um i just think that i just think with the success of the arkham games i think there was probably enough of an audience that it could have worked but you're right obviously they probably want more money coming in but i mean what money does a company like rocks did have coming in when they haven't made a game for six years more. is that the reason why then is that it's the maybe yeah development maybe because over the years there have been loads of rumors of what they've been working on right there was like a rumor that it was a superman game superman was, yeah like all this stuff so, so we sh- don't know whether they 
threw money into developing that. It didn't pan out. And then it was, well, we need to develop something that's going to pull the cash in. And that yeah, maybe. could be this. I just wonder if they had the ideas as well. And then they're like, no, this is going to work. And then they changed gears a few times and they, or they changed ideas. And then, you know, I mean, for all how long it's taken, they could have released another Batman game in between. They could have released a Superman game. You know, yeah. they've, you know, Flash as well. I mean, they've obviously got Flash in this game, but I don't know. I just think I just think somewhere along the lines, it's got a bit lost. And yeah, yeah, it's just a shame because they're a good company. So if it gets, yeah, um, right. if if it this drowns, then you don't. It's hard to know what's next for them because uh, yeah, I have to see. Anyway, yeah. so bit yeah. of a bummer, but yeah. we'll see what happens. I think mm-hmm. definitely. All right. So we've both seen a few films. We have recently. You've seen. John Wick 4 and Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. I have seen the Super Mario Brothers film. So, shall we play a quick game of tennis and you go first? Sure. And I'll tell you about Mario and then you tell me about the other one. So, we do some small thoughts on both. No, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, I don't think I can really spoil Mario. But true. I'm also not going to see Mario. It's not my thing. So, you can spoil it. You're not going to go see Mario. It's not my thing. What if I? What if my review of it's really good? Still, probably won't see it. It's just what not... if I sang the what if I sang the Bowser song? I don't know the Bowser song. You don't know Peaches. Mm. Oh, Living under a rock. Too much Star Wars. Not enough Bowser. Way too much Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll start with John Wick because I think I talked about this in another episode for the podcast where I said that that trailer for the fourth film is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Um, It's so good. The film is really good. It's long. Um, And I'll be curious to know when you watch it uh, without spoiling this, there is one character in it who serves no purpose other than... Is is he Keanu Reeves? Yeah, no. There's, (laughs) There's one character in it who... It's like they've just introduced an element to the world to say these kind of people exist. Um, like this kind of job role exists. But ultimately, the, the arc of the character is pointless. And the thing it does is it probably tacks on about 30 to 40 minutes of the film, which you're like, you could cut, cut that. all of that. And like the film is good, like it is really good it would be so much better if you didn't have that storyline going. Not anything against like the performances or anything like that. It is just purely the story around that character just is why is it there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's shot really well. The action scenes are great. There is one in particular, which I think you'll know when you see it because it is a real standout and it's like, oh my God, this is super impressive in terms of just camera work and like choreography and everything it's amazing um and yeah i loved it i was yeah in my element for nice. almost three we hours. are gonna we were supposed is it almost three hours mm. that's what i mean is oh, you I could know. cut 30 to 40 minutes and i'm curious now if when you watch it whether you can pick up who i think it is that's a lot of wiki to have mm. I, I wonder so we were go, we were supposed to go into it but we, it didn't pan out when we were going to go but I, I feel like relatively soon it's going to be something you can buy on iTunes to rent probably so I don't get I don't get to go to the cinema that much uh, I have to plan my plan around my children mm-hmm. uh, so uh, 
So we might have missed that ship. Might have sailed. Although I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see on the big screen. Which, by the way, just speaking of the big screen, not to go into too much. We're talking about Star Wars and like the three films that are coming out that aren't aren't a trilogy, but they are a kind of trilogy of films. You have to have some Star Wars on the big screen, right? Yeah, you can't have all these TV 100%. shows. And you just, you yeah, can't, you can't have Star Wars in a cinema. is one of the greatest experiences in the world. Like they're doing Return yes. of the Jedi is out here. Yes. Re-release it, uh, it's like 28th or something they re-release right 28th yeah so we're all going to go and see it like yes. uh, me and the guys so my guys my yeah. guys and just you just it just, just you know like that and lord of the rings in the cinema and like mm. there's just some films some things you have to see in the cinema right like when i yes. when i've seen some classics in the cinema that i was too little i've seen jaws in recent months in the cinema or so ghostbusters because so i don't think i saw that when i was little i don't even know I was born. I can't remember. Don't think I. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know things like that. Like I remember. I mean, I went to see Jurassic Park uh, at the cinema again recently. It's just epic. But Star Wars, you know, just from the beginning when the credits come on in the cinema, it's just amazing, right? So yeah, they they anyway. actually said they're bringing back the um, the opening crawl as well, like the the text for the films yeah. for these three films. They'll all have text opening text so they said they're doing the tv shows do they no but they said they're doing it to differentiate the film and the tv series is so that you know that they are two different things i was like that's cool i'm I'm so down might not have credits but there is one of the coolest things about like the mandalorian is the the music at the beginning and end because there is no way you don't bob your head to it when it happens me and my wife yannicka it's like like, every time even if it's not been a very good episode you're in you're locked in the um um when you finish this week's episode, the last 10 minutes has really good music as well. Um, nice. Like I noticed even I, more being in that theater with like everyone because it was so loud. Like it, that was the cool thing actually seeing Mando on like basically a movie screen is it was like, here's a Mando episode basically in the cinema. It was like, oh, so good. I also went to the cinema recently. Yes. I went to see the Super Mario Brothers film with my six-year-old daughter, Leonora, and some friends nice. from work. Nice. And I'm going to convince Nick right now that it's a good film that he should see. You know how much you like John Wick 4? Yes. It's like John Wick 4, right? If it was done by the guys who did Minions and it didn't have Keanu Reeves in it and it was animated and it wasn't linked to anything in John Wick. <laughs> Wait, so there's in Mario, there's like a table and like a high table and assassins. And... Essentially, yes and no okay. at the same time. You'll have to see it to find out what I'm talking about, but it's linked for sure. Um, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good fun. It's uh, my so my daughter, she she's played a Mario with me uh, on the computer. She's only, she's only six, but she's she loves it and she she laughed ahead of it. A lot of the adults were laughing as well. It is. It's full of like it's full of nostalgia. Um, it's not like crazily overplayed because they're probably going to build this Nintendo universe. Like there's talks of like Zelda and Star Fox, and mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be a sequel to Mario. The voice actors are very good. Like Chris Pratt really just sounds like Chris Pratt. There is a little bit of a, a twang in there, but they play on it with like uh, they do like Italian voices at the beginning. They do like a Super Mario Brothers plumbing advert. Nice. Um, you know, and their family's Italian, and then Jack Black's very good as Bowser. Um, you know, there are all these little nods like the Gummers and Shy Guys and everything. It's mm. just bright and it's funny when it's supposed to be funny. And uh, it's just like kind of heartwarmingly 
nice. Like it's sort of um have you seen have you seen Ted Lasso, the TV show? Yeah, I love it. It's great. So what's nice about Ted Lasso, especially the first two seasons, not so much in this newest season, but there wasn't really any bad vibes during the whole thing. Like Rebecca no. in season one is a bit mean at the beginning, but she yeah. you think she's gonna be a bitch the whole way through, but quite quickly she turns into a really nice person towards mm-hmm. Ted. And those first two seasons, it's just you know, yeah, Nathan is season two is a bit of a dick, but it's just you kind of come out with this like, ah man, that was nice. I know it was mm-hmm. quite warm and fuzzy, and you feel the same with Mario. You come out and you're just kind of like, wow, Mario, because Bowser's Bowser, right? But he's actually pretty funny in this because he just wants to marry Peach. So much so that he writes a wonderful song called Peaches, and Jack Black is Jack Black. So it's like Tenacious D, Bowser singing. Nice. Um, so it's good. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again with my wife, and uh, Leonor is desperate to see it again. So yeah, I loved it. I mean, I I quite like the first Minions film. I, like, uh, I have a bit of a soft spot for it. The other ones were just okay, but yeah, it's uh, it's really well done. E- easily, I think with any other company, it could have been a shit show, but they was it illumination the with it? Yeah, it's it like, illumination. Yeah, because yeah. I I quite enjoyed Harry yeah. and I went to see the Grinch that they did. Yeah, yeah, it's good was, as well. Yeah, that was good. good. Um, yeah, good I, I, I really liked it as well. I just think they've got the right balance of like, they know when it's kind of like, you know, it's not obviously, it's, it's hard to say a film series when it's Super Mario and like minions running around and Grinch, but mm-hmm. they just, it, they work, they do very clever flick. So it's for adults and children. It's a bit like Pixar, right? Pixar yeah. have those moments. Like more people love the toy, toy Story, like you know, Toy Story 3 when they're going towards the fire. Like that hit adults harder than it hit children. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah. fuck me. Like if these toys get put in that fire, then. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, um, I, I yeah it's a, really good. I have a short story about that tw- story thing. So I think I can't remember if I've told this story before. Um, but I watched that at home because I missed it at cinema and I watched it at home about an hour and a half before I was meant to start work. I was working at game uh at the time. And uh I watched Toy Story Three in the morning and thought, oh, I'll just watch Toy Story and then go into work and I'll be jolly. I'll be fine. Um <laughs> watched it and got to that bit and I was booing it like I was just crying and I was like oh my god I saw it in the cinema it was terrible yeah I would have been a bit but did that and then I had to walk to work which was about an hour from where I lived and I'm convinced on this walk I must have just been like sobbing I must have looked to other people as if somebody just broken up with me or something or somebody's died like I was it was like walk cry walk cry I was like oh dear (laughs) Um, because you've been Toy Story 3 so yeah it's a, it's a thing <laughs> yeah. it's the same with Up though right like Up is like yeah. Ooh, yeah. when I went to see Up this summer they had this like partly cloudy short which was really fucking funny when I first saw it and then you're 10 minutes into Up and it's just the saddest yeah. thing, thing. Yeah, so, so it's obviously not really meant for children like no. children are just kind of along for the ride like oh Doug he can talk he's hilarious mm. but halfway through you're still like that's really sad that his wife died <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just, but Mario is very good at it's good for adults and children so they're very good at finding that balance you know there's all, there's some things in there that like will make the adults laugh there's a lot of stuff that makes the kids laugh it's, uh, it's good I really enjoyed it good good um, yeah D&D which I wasn't sure about like the trailers didn't grab me I thought me neither but I've heard could, very good things yeah I was like it could be good but I don't know um, I like the cast like, I'm always a fan of Chris Pine um, hey, 
There you go. For everybody on the audio, you've got to switch on to the video for this bit. Um, but yeah, uh, it's great. Like it is, it's just a really good fantasy film. Um, I've heard great things because because D and D have been a bit in the shit recently. I, I work in a comic right. shop, sell a lot of D and D stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit of fifty fifty of how like it kind of gone because they've done a bit quite a bit of shoddy stuff in terms of like products and releases and being okay. good to their catering to their audiences. Right. And that had that hit just as this film was being promoted. Oh dear! But it's hey, it's done done well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is just like a really good fantasy film. And I said to Charles after we saw it that a lot of it feels practical. Like there is obviously CG in it, but it's good CG. But in the same way that like Lord of the Rings used practical locations, there's a lot of like landscapes and set work, and it it's the kind of thing where you know, maybe other directors would have just done full CGI environments or used a volume or something like that. This just feels like they've actually built the world from the ground up. Um, and it doesn't take its time in sort of just letting you know that you're in d d It's like, here's walking, talking creatures, here's this, but it's got an emotive, like, human beat to it. There's really good comedy in it. Like, it's really well-written. Um and yeah, it was. Just, you sort of finish it, and you're like, "Oh, I could easily watch another one." Like, I could just. Well, they're gonna. They've already said a sequel, haven't they? I think it's already in the. Yeah, I think they're talking about sequel, the and there's a TV series which is in the same like universe, world, whatever. Yeah, um, there's a guy that I work with called Sheldon. He's a really nice guy, and he's a massive D and D player. And he's, you know, he's he's played it for years, but he just he went and saw the film, and he just said they they hit they hit it spot on. With like going through like all the years of D and D, like they go way back and they throw in like bits. So like there's a bit of something for everyone that's played throughout these years. Um, and he was he was pretty negative about it. He was like, I bet it's going to be crap. But it's you know I read it's like one of the of those sort of films. You know, like your comic kind of films like D and D and all that stuff. It's like the best audience. I know we both run tomatoes is what it is, but in terms of audience and critics, like finding common ground it's like it's both in the high 90s isn't it but yeah i think both of them yeah it's like yeah it's just good fun like it it's and you never like i don't know anything about dnd i've always been curious about it but um i've never played it and i didn't feel like i ever didn't understand anything like i didn't feel like there was anything that was over my head it was kind of always like yeah. oh i completely get like i know what that is i know what that is like, it makes sense and yeah i just thought it was really good it was just cool um another one of my colleagues she had never played D and she said she felt the same as you like she she was able to follow along and she didn't know anything about it really but she she got the gist of it so yeah it was cool. awesome i am excited to see both john wick for and dungeons and dragons and in return you are excited to see the super mario brothers film I will watch it when it comes onto a streamer. How about that? You have to. You got you got nephews, don't you? Yeah, but they're older. Yeah, but they're still one of them's scenario. like one of them's like World War Two. The other is Star Wars. They'll want to see it. Don't maybe tell them. I think the name. I actually think both of them wanted to see D and D. Last time I spoke to them, I think they're a bit so so they were both curious about it. But I bet Alex wants to watch Super Mario Brothers. I bet he's there. Like... That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, see, knew it. Yeah, he might do. We'll find out. Take, take yeah. Alex. He'll probably listen to this and then go, "I do," and then he'll text me. Yeah, I do. I do want to watch you. <laughs> Alex has got taste. I did see. Um, I don't know if it was somebody joking or not because it's on Instagram. And I didn't read too much into it, but apparently, because the 
animation's done so well apparently the film has started like going up the ranks in like digital yeah, orders they have, yeah it is true i mean that's that's a terrible film though, isn't so it? bad i was like don't don't give that credit. So... I watched like an IGN video on like the history of Mario on the screen. And it was just like they just talked about how bad that was, and like mm. they were like most of them were drunk on the set and everything. It's just not a good film. God, it's the worst thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking right. of stuff, by the way, just before we end this, because uh, we didn't get to talk about it, what did you think of the previous episode of Mando? Because it's been a bit. People have been a bit hit and miss about it. What was the? I mean, the Jack I, mean, I couldn't remember. They was. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't mind. I, I think this season, like with some of them, it's been a bit slow to get going. In mm-hmm. some, I, I feel the same with some of the Marvel shows, right? That takes takes a while to get going, and then it gets really good. The last sort of three episodes. Yep. I, I actually thought, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. It was kind of like a detective episode, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, like they were, you know, when they were looking at the the body on the floor. And I, I said that to Yannick at the time. It was like, it feels like, uh, it feels like these two are like detectives, and they're going through like this city trying to track down a criminal and they did it and it's like you know it's yeah i thought i thought it was really nice i've got i know because a lot of people didn't like jack black and um celine lizzo Lupa. lizzo i don't know which one it is i don't, it's, know. I I don't know any of them i'm not down with the kids i don't know who they are like it takes me a long time to understand who any of them are like oh this is ariana grande i'm like <laughs> yes that's the one in the tv show with um with steve martin they're like no yeah. that's Vanessa Hudgens. I'm like, who? <laughs> I don't know who they are. Selena Gomez. I see. That Wait. is a good, great show, by the way. If you uh, ah, this person, Miley, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> She's something. She was Hannah or something. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it's do. all, all these musicians. But yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought Jack Black was good as well because he got a bit of criticism, but it was good. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I really like The Mandalorian. I look forward to mm. it when it's coming back on. I, I just enjoy all the Star Wars stuff, like I said earlier, there's not, there's nothing that I've not been like, I've been like, oh, just some of the pacing sometimes is a bit slow and Book of Boba Fett especially. Yeah. It's been like, let's get to where we got to get to in Boba. Yeah. Then when you get like down to it and you see, there's always like, the villains are always good as well, aren't they? Mm. No? I'm super um, excited about Thrawn. I think Thrawn's going to be cool. It's just awesome, isn't it? I mean, there's even so many books and things like that and obviously Clone Wars and everything. So I'm, yeah, very excited. Cool. Right, I think that's uh, that's everything for this episode. Yeah, agreed. Oh, wait, so one thing. Oh, which no. is real quick. So mm. I hadn't seen a trailer for Across the Spider Verse, and then I saw it last mm. night when I was at the cinema. Oh, it looks good, doesn't it? it? Looks cool. Yeah, the first like part of the trailer, I was like, mm, I don't know, because it was like very heavy about the multiverse, and I was kind of like, mm, it doesn't have the heart yet. And then the second half of the trailer was like, here's the heart, and I was like, oh yeah. That's Spider-Man cool. 2099 is going to kill everyone. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, beastie. It's going to be awesome. I'm very hyped about it. There's loads of stuff I, I like with that. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film I really like the yeah. look of. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, good stuff. Scott Pilgrim's getting an anime with all the same oh cast. Oh my god, yes. Dope. So much Nick. We could just talk and talk, couldn't we? Yeah, and Maisel's back today. And Maisel's back. Yes. I mean, that is. I'm uh, probably going to watch at least one or two. Uh, things so our next we have so we have our in-depths coming out either side of this and then we'll do yep. a pop culture episode by then we would have leasing four episodes maybe six i think it I might think. be three a week oh well then we're laughing it'll be six yeah. so expect a whole episode on marvelous miss Maisel. pretty if much you uh if you're interested yeah all right so um 
after that for this episode. If you're interested in hearing some of our older episodes, you can find us wherever you get podcasts. Just search for Consistently OK Podcast. You can see our faces, if you want to, on video live. No, not live. Just just in there on the video screen on YouTube. You search for Consistently Pod. You find us on Twitter at Consistently Pod. And we send the odd tweet every now and again. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at Consistently Pod. And if you like this episode, leave a review, tell your friends, share it around. And yeah, I think uh, I think that's 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 it really. Yes. Alright, marvellous. Well Nick, enjoy uh, enjoy your weekend. I will. I'm gonna watch Maisel. You're gonna watch Maisel, it's gonna be brilliant. And yeah. um alright, we'll uh, we'll see you all for the next episode, which is our in-depth episode on Dogma? Dogma, yeah. Dogma, yeah, because we're doing the Kevin Smith films. For anyone who's not listening, if you want to listen to the first ones for Clerks, More Rats, and Chasing Amy, they are all available now. Yes. Yes. All right. Take care, all. Bye bye. May the force be with you. May the fourth? Ooh, it's coming. That's a thing. It's coming soon. Yes. Excellent. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.